This episode contains conversation on sensitive topics such as depression and suicide. If you or someone you know are having thoughts of suicide, please call or text the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. Stay at home on 9 to 5, raising your babies with joy and pride, a real ass mom, your real ass mom, taking care of business, ooh girl, you're resilient, cause you're a real ass mom, a real ass mom. Welcome to the Real Mama Pod. Real-ass moms sharing real-ass experiences, the things people don't tell you. Hey, mama, hey. Hey, mama, hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we have a special guest tonight, as you can see in here. Yes, we do. Hi, Jim. <laughs> How are yes. you? Yes. I'm well, you know, it's what not eight thirty my time and mm-hmm. yeah got those kids down so it's mama time now yes it's time for it's mama talk the best parts of the day is mama it time. really is, it really <laughs> is. mama time yes. as soon as they go down it's on and popping it's time it's time all i'm missing is my glass of wine but Okay. Well, Mama Juice is going to get you right tonight. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I think you'll like Mama Juice tonight. Yeah, for sure. So for those who are listening and watching, uh, we have a special guest tonight. My line sister, very close line sister of mine, uh, Gia Amari Sneed. And she's here to talk about all things life. Um, Mm -hmm. Gia has gone through some traumatic things and she's been very open about sharing her story and trying to help other women navigate through this thing we call life who may be experiencing some of the things um, that she has experienced. Um, So one, we thank you for joining us tonight and being open and so transparent on our platform. I just love your spirit and I love everything about you. I love how you mommy your children. I love how you're a leader at work, how you're a great line sister. I love all that about you. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks well, for having you. me. Yeah. So usually when we uh, start off the show and we start off Q&A, the first question we ask our guests are, or is, is what's your journey to motherhood? Like, briefly tell us about your journey, how you became a mom. Um, you don't have to go in full detail. <laughs> just, you know, a little journey. Yeah, so I'll say, um, I think when I think about that question, the first thing that comes to mind is actually conception, right? And that was never a struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Um I got pregnant twice. As soon as I stopped taking that birth control, um, my husband was like, it's time. And so each time like clockwork. So that wasn't a struggle. And I also was never that person that wanted kids. Like I wasn't, I wanted the wedding. I wanted the great love, but I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to be a mom. You know, mm-hmm. that wasn't really my thing. But having such a great marriage really made me want kids. Like I could not see us not having a family, right? And so I think that was my my journey to to motherhood. And he had three siblings or has three siblings. So um, that's something that he very much wanted, Mm -hmm. you know? So I was like, definitely, like I could see myself having babies with you. Like I'm in love with you and I'm not anti-kids, but 
I'm not like, I'm not the auntie either. Like, don't bring the kids up here. <laughs> that's not my thing. I really want my own. Like, if you want them, come pick them up. Like, that's cool. Um, so it was very much an in love type of journey. Like, I'm in love with this man. And so I want to I wanna start a family with him. Oh my gosh, that's such a different perspective. I've never heard that before. Have you, Ken? I have not. I have not. <laughs> and we hear a lot of journeys. We hear a lot of journeys and all that. So that's that's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah, making that decision. I love you so much. I want to have your baby. Right. Like, yeah. literally. <laughs> like, people think about it, but you, I've never really heard that before, if that makes sense. Girl, it was definitely me uh, in the the wee hours or whenever conception happened, it was me that was like, yeah, give me a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was part of the sex talk. <laughs> Put one in me. Right. Yeah. Shoot up the club. <laughs> All of that. I love it. That is That's so special. That's how that conversation, just go ahead and shoot up the club. Yeah. It's go time. Go ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Green light. <laughs> right. Oh boy. So when we started this conversation, um, Gia, Devin mentioned that you know you've had some traumatic experiences happen in your life. But we want to know how you are doing. Um, I think given the circumstances, I'm doing really well. Um I, you know, I was talking to a friend today, and he shared with me that I'm a privileged person. Hmm. I've never considered myself, I, I, I've never, that's not an adjective that I've ever used to describe myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and his perspective was really around the fact that I've never had to get it out of the mud. You know, like, I've always been fortunate financially. My parents have not really, I can't think of a thing that I've wanted for that I couldn't afford and then, as you all know, going to FAMU, our circle is just so huge, right? So I've got this network of people around me um, that keep me listed no matter what. And so I think because I've had space to learn how to cope when things don't go well, because I have great people around me, because I've never had to want for anything, I think that freed up a lot of space and time for me to learn how to, when negative things do happen, how do you find and create happiness in the midst of it? Mm-hmm. And I think I learned how to do that at a very young age. Um, because where I didn't struggle financially, I'm sure I went through some, you know, emotional and mental stresses growing up. Um, but I learned how to create happiness in the midst of it. And so in this phase of life, I think I'm just doing what I've always done. Um, people call it resilience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I love that word um, because a lot of times I don't want to be resilient, you know, but naturally I just climb out of things. Um, mm-hmm. It's always been something about me. So I think I'm doing well. Um, I have great days. I have really, really bad days. And then I have those days in between, but I'm um, I'm always reminded that, um, everybody carries something and this is just my life's journey and I've got to embrace it and find all of those sweet spots in the midst of it all. Right. I love it. Yeah. I love that. I love Finding that. Finding those sweet spots and understanding that you're learning as you continue to go yeah. throughout life. Absolutely. And sometimes we're so forced would- to be resilient. 
We don't right. always want to be like you said, but life, the way life happens, sometimes it forces us to find ways to get through. And that's what resiliency looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about your sweet spots, like give us some examples of that. Um, so I'm not sure if y'all want me to directly speak to what the trauma is right now. Yeah, whatever you feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for those that are listening, um, what a year and a half ago, so February of 21, um, I lost my husband to suicide. Um, and I think finding the sweet spot is I had that college love. Mm-hmm. That was tough, right? As you guys can can understand, when you're young and growing in love, there's so much pain in that. But I had, we grew this really beautiful, great love. Um, Troy loved me in a way that I don't know that everybody gets the opportunity to experience mm. um, ever in life, right? And so that's my sweet spot. Right. Is that I was afforded something that people never get. You know, people live their lives in search of love. And I try to be very selfless and understand that, hey, you had it no matter how short it may have felt. You had it. I have a lot of friends that are still looking for love. Right. Can't find the right person. Have been married and divorced. Can't conceive. You know, and that's a struggle. And so I try to find sweet spots in that. So I look at all of the great things that I have, and that's where I try to stay, right? Had a great love, have two beautiful children that came from it. Um, but it's really tough for anybody else walking into the picture because Troy was, he's unmatchable. Like, there will never be anything quite like it. He, Uh, I call his love sacrificial love because there was nothing that he would not do to see me happy, Um, including, um, you know, not being here anymore to make sure that I no longer had to live a certain type of life of, of caregiving, for lack of better terms. And so you just don't find that. That's super rare. And so I, I, that, that is, that will forever be the sweet spot in the midst of it all. Thanks for sharing that, Gia. Wow. That is so beautiful. Like, I'm trying not to tear up and cry. It's our girl. I'm over here like, "Ah." (laughs) you got to cry, let it out. It's okay. Let it out. But I don't want to be the cause of you crying. So I'm trying to keep it together (laughs) over here. But to have that perspective is just beautiful, beautiful. Just the way you put that, those words together and seeing the other side, right? Because a lot of times when we talk about suicide, we say how horrible it is and all these other things, right? And how it affects the people that we lost, mm-hmm. how they love them and how they left them behind and all these things. But for you to see it as sacrificial because he wanted you to be happy, mm-hmm. you know, like you don't always hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fact that you said that can definitely, you know, put perspective on someone else. Yeah. Are those, my kids? those are my kids. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, <laughs> it's only a matter of time for everyone of mine. Right. If y'all <laughs> hear screaming. Mama pod, so yeah, we we've had screaming babies on here the before. <laughs> so tag, I'm it. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
but thank you for that. Like, seriously, thank you. Wow. Okay. And I'm not usually at a loss of words, but <laughs> I used to have to be quiet. Right. I'm just like trying to like process that. So thank you. Um, so you talked about losing your partner, right? How has that changed your perspective on motherhood? How has that changed your day to day? Like, what does that look like for you now? Um, you know, I think, I don't know if this is the case for all relationships, um, that bear children, but a lot of times I found myself trying to impress Troy through how I mothered, Mm. right? So I would do things a certain way because I knew that's what he wanted for our kids. And I would do things that would kind of be looking at him like, did I do a good job? You know, because I grew up, um, and although I have a brother that's three years older than me, we grew up kind of differently, even though in the same house. So I, I, a lot of times will consider myself as growing up like an only child. Um, And then I didn't grow up with a lot of close family. So being a mom was not like a natural thing for me. I had to learn. Um, And so Troy coming from this big family um, and being very close knit to his siblings taught me a lot um, and encouraged me and pushed me a lot. And I was like, okay, so I should do this. And I need to think about Troy was a thinker. Um, very analytical. And so I found myself overthinking a lot of things and not letting some of that natural, some of those natural maternal instincts kick in. Um, And so now that I am a single parent, I find myself just being like, whatever happens, happens. Like, I'm not even thinking about it. I don't care. You know, I think I just posted something today along the lines of um, there was a quote that said, you know, most of the times I gentle parent, but there are other times that I have to apologize and say, mommy just lost her shit and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But, and I feel like that's me half of the time um, because I'm doing it by myself now. Now I have help. My parents are here. Um, but during the week, it's just me mm-hmm. because I, one of the things that Troy was huge on that I will keep throughout my life is structure. For the children. So during the week, they're here. They go to bed at a certain time. I don't really implore help. Um, and so I'd be losing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be straight up losing it. And I think if Troy was still here, I'd have a little bit more patience with them. Um, I'd probably be a little more gentle. Um, so I think I have really kind of stepped into this space of whatever the day looks like is what it looks like. And I'm just going to try my best. Mm-hmm. And it's the best that I can do. Yeah. And and that I don't think I was always comfortable with that. I was very much it's got to be this way, and I, I've got to be intentional to make sure that the best looks like this, right? And we don't have that partner anymore that you're you're trying to coexist with and make things look away together, and mm-hmm. it's just you. I think there's a certain freedom about it, you know. Just hey, it's me on my own. There's no one to tell me how to do it, how it shouldn't be done, and let's just hope and pray. <laughs> right way and there's no right or wrong way right it's whatever works for you in that moment I I think that's the most valuable thing I learned about being a parent at this point like you you know just started what four years ago but like there is no right way a long time girl yeah Yeah. (laughs) four years yeah it's a journey you're constantly learning to be better right so we didn't get no handbook and even if we did it may not apply to our kids because each kid is different exactly. even when you gr- grow with two parents in a home same exact parents same exact thing the kid is still different from so different. their sibling yeah so like 
you're just doing the best you can. We all lose our shit. I, I, there's yeah. nobody out there who hasn't. <laughs> Whether it's with, in front of the kids or behind closed doors, yep. you lose your shit. And all you can do is apologize. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, son. I'd be like, you don't have to learn through me. I'd be like, I'd be fussing at her brother, Troy. And I'd be like, why are you talking to him like that? And then I have to self reflect. I said, because that's how I talk to you. Mm-hmm. I got to fix this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your kids yeah. teach you a lot of stuff, man. They do. And you see a lot of yourself in them, too. You're exactly. like, dang, I got to check myself. Mothering yourself. <laughs> <sighs> so, um, Gia, again, thank you for, for sharing your story. Um, if there is a mama out there who has experienced a similar trauma as yourself, what advice would you give her? Um, I would give her, or I would tell her to do what feels right for her in this situation. I think that God gives us, if, if it's a woman of faith, God gives us no more than we can handle. Mm. And he gives us exactly what we need, right? And so I think I was what Troy needed to be here for as long as he was. And he was what I needed from the time that we had each other. And so I would encourage that mother, that wife, because a lot of times I'll be like, I'm not a wife anymore, but I'm still a wife. Um, And I would encourage her to find those sweet spots, find the positives and the love that she shared and then be open to love again, you know, be open. And no matter what that form is, not necessarily does it have to be in the form of dating, right? Because that comes in time and finding that person, but love from those around you, um, because that's what's going to keep you lifted. Family members, people that maybe you never thought would be a resource, right? right? Or that person that can be there for you. Just open yourself up, share your story. There is healing in transparency Mm. um, in sharing, share your story, share the struggles. And I think talk more about it because it can be life-saving for someone else. You know, um, I think one of the things for Troy was he did not share. He did not have a desire. He did not want to. It was so, you know, that black male ego, um, didn't want people to know what he struggled with, but his story is Troy has always been clinically depressed and had anxiety. This was not something that just happened. He had been on medication for years. Um, life events took a turn and caused a deep depression, right? That he could not dig out of. I, I compare it to, um, someone that goes from maybe stage two to stage four cancer and it's whether your body can fight it or not. Um, and so I just encourage that person to stay positive, share your story. Um, and hopefully in your story, you'll help others because not only is there healing and sharing, there's healing and healing others. Right. Mm. Um, and so help heal someone else in the process. It'll go, it'll, it'll propel you forward. Definitely. Wow. I'm glad you said that because I was listening to a podcast today and they literally said, heal people, heal people. Mm-hmm. And like, we have to start healing each other mm-hmm. along with therapy and things like that. Right. That is very important. But yeah. like, it starts with each other because sometimes yeah. you may not have access, especially mm-hmm. with the pandemic. It's so hard to find therapists now. There are wait lists, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like, okay, let's start doing this as a community. Let's try 
helping each other yeah. because if we're all healed, then guess what? Everyone is happy, you know? Yeah. So, okay. That was just my two cents about that. <laughs> that was good point. Good point. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I, can, I just get to run in my mouth. No, it was no. good content, friend. It was good. It was yeah. a good response to what Gia shared. You're not yeah. rambling. Because <laughs> you're not going to ramble. So, like, what keeps you going? What keeps you going? Oh, I think everybody wants to hear me say the kids, but it ain't that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. I. That's real. Girl, they be dragging me down. They're not. <laughs> I will tell you, the kids are what keep me here. And I say that because I've never been, I've never struggled with de- uh, depression or anxiety or, or, you know, any mental illness. That's not my story. Um, but when Troy took his life, that was the first time that I ever considered it ever mm-hmm. because we are, I don't know how to describe the connection that we had. It, it was nothing but God, um, God structured. Like that was the thing that when they say in your uh, vows, let no man, uh, what is it? Asunder, whatever that word is they use. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a bond. No girl. And I'm going to have to Google it. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was one of those things that it was unbreakable by anything. Um, and so for me, I felt like that love shouldn't be separated. Like Mm -hmm. I need to be where he is. And I would be lying if I say that those thoughts don't cross my mind. Would I ever act on it? No. I I think it takes a certain level of illness to be able to actually act out something like that. But the thoughts have been there. And my kids are what keep me here and away from those thoughts spiraling because I could never leave them. Um, without me right Mm -hmm. um but what keeps me going is if God was so faithful to give me such a beautiful man for the time that he did I know that he can do it again Mm. so my hope for life and for love is what keeps me going um and like I said the village around me like my line sisters who just, I mean, we, I don't think I cooked or wanted for food for two straight months, you know, and to know that you have that without having to make a phone call, without having to transfer funds. Um, you saw, saw how the fam, uh, family showed up in the GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. You know, my children have money set aside for college that I don't have to think about from people that just hear here. You know, when you know that you have that in your corner, I I think you learn to be appreciative for life and you learn to, I can't let the people that are rooting for me down, right, that want to see me come out of this. Um, And so I think all of those things, the village and then just the openness and willingness to love again and to have a beautiful life. I had a beautiful life and I refuse to sit here and say that that's over now, Mm. you know, like I've got to, I've got to move forward to find that next chapter that hopefully will be even more beautiful. It'll be different, but you know, hopefully it'll be more beautiful in its own way. You've been leaving me speechless. um, (laughs) (laughs) Most of this interview, um, Gia, I should say conversation. 
Yeah. I have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah. When I say you're dropping gems, okay, and I am, I'm happy to see you open to love again, right? And not letting that stop you. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, me too, girl. Where he at? <laughs> We're going to find him. He on the way. On the way. <laughs> God is shaping and molding because, listen, it's going to be a hard act to follow. Yeah. You know, wow. very hard act. I have been tough on, you know, just being transparent. I have dated, and uh-huh. I feel like it's honestly unfair for the men that date me because, I'm, to be honest, I'm not ready Mm-hmm. Fully let, I'm ready to date. I'm ready to have a good time. I'm ready to welcome people in, but I'm not ready to let go of Troy. Mm. That's and fair. So and that's on your own that, time. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm literally like sitting across the table from a guy. I'm like, Troy would never do that. <laughs> or, you know, I told one guy put on, he had on a comparison to him still. And that's not fair for someone that is ready to take a relationship to a certain level. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning to be very open with people that I date about where I am. And yeah. I wasn't like that initially. I was like, oh, I'm ready for this. I could date somebody. Um, I'm ready to have what I had. And so I jumped in and realized like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're ready to go on dates. Mm-hmm. You're ready to have company. Mm-hmm. You know, you're ready to, I'm willing to pour in to someone else and be poured into, but there's levels to it. I don't right. think I'm ready to allow him to be fully himself. I don't, I don't think I would be truly accepting and able to see someone the way that they deserve to be seen right now. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. And that's on your that's own real. clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You date how and when you want to. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, that. Absolutely. We, we have, out here having fun. Yes. Have fun. <laughs> have some fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Have mm-hmm. fun. Definitely have fun. Yes. yes. Live we, your life to the fullest. <laughs> we actually have some mm-hmm. questions um, for you about dating. Um, okay. But there are a couple questions that we want to ask you before we get to that fun conversation. Okay. Look at me. Yeah. Okay. No, you're fine. Fun. No, no, no. You're <laughs> yeah. good. This is your conversation, Gia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. But <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> this is your conversation. That mama coming out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what tools um, did you use to share the news with your children? Um, so because of their age, so Arden at the time was four, and no five and trip three. Um, so for trip, my my baby or Troy, uh, there was no he. There's no conversation that was had with him, right? I think he knows, right? Like in passing, we'll say like Daddy's in heaven if he ever says something about Daddy. Um, but for Arden, what what we were so blessed with is we had put her in a private Christian school. Um, for pre-K, it ended up being less expensive than daycare. So we was like, why would we keep her in daycare? Um, so she was learning a lot about God and her spirituality. And so the night that Troy passed, I remember my dad being like, uh, just, you know, I know you're not going to be able to sleep tonight, but just rest. 
until Arden in the morning. I was like, no. If you, Devin's had an opportunity to meet Arden. Arden is a very mature little girl. Very um, and so one thing about it is she wasn't, Arden wasn't going to let me go to sleep without knowing what was going on. Like, where's my daddy? What's, what's happening? Like, so I knew that I wasn't going to be able to keep it from her. So I remember going up the stairs and um, she was getting her nails painted. And I said, hey, baby, I need to tell you something. And I don't even think I had processed everything. This was literally hours after. And um, I said, you know, you're not going to be able to see daddy anymore. And she was like, what, you, like, what do you mean? Like, you're not going to be able to see him because he's in heaven. And he'll be with you all the time. And she goes, so I have another angel. Because we refer to Troy's dad had passed from COVID mm -hmm. um, less than a year before Troy's passing. And, you know, we had kind of started talking to her about it. And then my parents, my grandparents that she never met because they're passed away, I would always say, you know, you have grandmothers and grandfathers in heaven and they're your angels. So she immediately connected that daddy was an angel now. Mm. And for her, that was enough. Um, and now often she'll talk about, you know, when she's sad or something happens, I know daddy's got me. I know daddy's watching over me. So um, I know that it's going to change over time. Mm -hmm. Her feelings are going to develop. Um, and I'm not sure yet what tools I'm going to use um, to navigate that. But right now, I just reinforce that daddy will always be with us. And there are things that stand out that I know for a fact Troy's presence is there. Mm -hmm. And I always call it out to her. And I think sometimes my parents are like, are you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, yes, because I want her to always know, yeah. you know, and be able to identify for herself when her dad is present, you know? And so sometimes she'd be reaching like the lights will flicker and she'll be like my daddy in the room. And I'm like, that nigga's he, might here. But <laughs> he might be there. And he might. And he might. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're doing well and we'll just see as time goes um, what that looks at and what trick looks like and what those tricks are. I got to pull out of the, you know, you're gonna do great. Are you awesome. in the babies? Are you all in therapy, or how are you all navigating this? Yeah, so I initially started therapy, um, like maybe the next week. Um, and I had been in therapy with Troy mm -hmm. as he was like over time, and he has he as he was battling his illness. And for me, therapy is like finding a mate, like you got to find the right therapist, right? So someone that really works with you um, and that you're comfortable with. And I think I got discouraged early on because I've always, like I said, I've always been really good at working myself through things. And so I felt comfortable and I still do feel comfortable with that. Do I need to re-engage in therapy? Absolutely. Um, I just have not made it a priority because I'm a little bit, overwhelmed just thinking about the process of finding the right person mm -hmm. and having to tell the story over and over, you know, um, as far as the kids. So genetically Troy battled depression and anxiety. So I'm, I'm very concerned about my son. 
because the men in Joy's family carry the gene in a different way, in a very strong way. Um, and so I will probably introduce him to therapy when I can pick up on him being able to communicate his feelings and thoughts very well mm -hmm. um, and clearly so that it's not a reactive thing. It's something that they're proactively doing. Like this is normal. You know, we talk to somebody once or twice a month. Mm -hmm. um, and the same for Arden. Right now, I want her to have a safe space in me um, and her grandparents. And then um, over time, eventually she will. There's actually a center here. I think it's called Both Place or something mm -hmm. where the therapy is more play therapy, mm -hmm. you know, like breaking glass and putting the pieces together. And it's supposed to be, you know, a visual of what it looks like to lose someone. And then how do you put the pieces back together? Um, so things like that. So I'm really interested in getting them and things like that to begin with. And then moving into the, hey, let's go just talk things out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over time. Good. Yes. Okay. <sighs> well, thank you. Sorry, y'all. Again, Gia. <laughs> it's okay, friend. I try to keep it together as much as I could. It's so okay. I do apologize. It's all right, girl. I was sniffling. I cried a little. Don't I have sucked to it apologize. Up. Do not right. have to apologize. Um, but thanks right. for being so open, Gia, just with your process and how your kids processed everything and you're doing great. Thank you're doing you. great. And someone else hearing this is even if it touched one person, you know, like one person is enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just really appreciate you for your transparency and your vulnerability. Cause I know that has to be hard as well. Mm -hmm. I appreciate um, you being um, bold enough to ask right because a lot of people won't they're like I'm not going to ask the questions I'm not going to ask if she's ready because the assumption is that there's no way mm -hmm. that I could be in a place to want to or be able to mm -hmm. um, so I appreciate you just saying hey do you want you know mm -hmm. there's this is healing for me absolutely and I'm all about healing um myself others like whatever I can do like that mm -hmm. is just something I've always I don't know. I don't want to say good at, but I've always advocated for others since yeah. a little girl, right? Yeah. I don't and know. so, <laughs> right, that's just been my thing. So I'm just like, how can I say more? Yeah. Who, 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 who needs how, me? right? Who needs me? <laughs> and who can I help? And who can I put together to help each other? Like, how can yeah. we do this? You know, and that's kind of how the real mom and pop was born too, because it's like people need to hear these stories because they're not being told. And we're not talking about it like we should. And, you know, with social media now, it's just literally a highlight reel, especially with these reels now and TikTok. Like everything is just like so like glamorous and glitz. And it's like people are struggling out here yeah. and motherhood and life at work, everything. And, you know, as soon as you click on Instagram, it's like, oh, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. And so... We interviewed Melissa Butler a few weeks ago, and like she had literally like everybody's lying. Like, don't believe it. Don't believe the hype. Everybody's lying, and it's like that is so true, right? Like everybody is lying. Everybody's not this happy. Everybody's not a millionaire. Everybody does not have all these things that you know we think they have. And you know we need to start challenging society and social media and be more real with each other. Like, Absolutely. I am not okay. Yeah. And that's okay. 
and that might be okay. Are are not okay because they're so busy trying to prove themselves that they are mm-hmm. based on other standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, convincing yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. That's exactly themselves. why this podcast is here. We are giving the mm-hmm. down and dirty. Everything is not dirty. always the okay. good, <laughs> bad, the ugly, all of it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, uh, it's not so, always the glitz and glam. Yeah. So we kind of touched on dating, right? And so we kind of get back into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with dating, we talked about dating, right? And we'll get a little deeper into that. But do you see yourself being married again? Would you get married again? Ooh. So you're <laughs> asking me this, what, September 22nd, 2022. Mm-hmm. Now, when y'all come to the wedding and, you know, it's done, <laughs> y'all can be like, girl, you lied. <laughs> um, but right now... I'm not saying absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I'm still very connected to Troy. And so right, right. now I feel like that's that, I, I want to have him always as that, that husband that right. I had. And I'm sure that that will change. Um, I, I think that I can have a really good relationship with someone that is my life partner. Mm-hmm. I don't need a piece of paper to say that he is my husband so if you do come to a wedding, it may be a wedding without a marriage license and you just don't know it. Um, there are some when you are just, again, being transparent, when you are a widow, um, and I'm sharing this because you can Google this information, but when you're a widow, when your deceased spouse hits retirement age, you get their Social Security. Oh, wow. I didn't know um, if you remarry, you do not. Mm. right and so there's that that I think about I'm sure if I meet the right man that little social security check ain't gonna be in my mind right Mm. but I'm always thinking about how do I continue to secure things for my family because Troy was huge on money management Mm. um, financial stability Mm -hmm. Um, I'm able to live a life where I'm not overly concerned about finances because of things that he put in place. Mm. So I want to, I feel like part of that is honoring him. Like I feel like Troy, if you knew Troy, I know for a fact Troy did the research before he left this earth. He knew that he was, I was going to get social security at a certain age. He knew that certain type of benefits were going to be there. He knew everything. I'm telling y'all, it was lined out for me. I didn't have to. It was on a sticky note on the computer. Like, it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so part of me kind of feels like, well, he wanted me to have a little chick. So, <laughs> um, But I'm open to being remarried. So we'll see. To the right person. Okay. Of course. Right. Gotta be the right well, person. Yeah, right? absolutely. If you're going to do it again, because right. marriage... But let me tell you something right now. And Ken, I would love to hear your opinion about this. But if Jerry and I don't work out for some reason or something was to happen, I would not sign up to do this again with nobody. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. No, he is, he is good for a lifetime. Okay? Cause That's all I need. That's all I need. Like you said, a partner. Mm-hmm. I'll do a partner. If you can stay at your house, I'll stay at my house. You know how the older people when they be dating and stuff. You're their friend. I have a little friend. Little friend. That's, That's right. Call him my friend. <laughs> yeah. Because I ain't fine enough for this again. What about you, Ken? Um, so I actually like being married. 
Um, but I don't feel like you have to be married to have a partnership or life partnership with someone, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't, God forbid, you know, anything happened. I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I really yeah. don't know. I guess it would depend on how or why, um, we would no longer be married. Um, because I also understand that I'm not sure I want to go through this phase of, hi, I'm Kendra and my favorite food is, mm-hmm. and here's my son and my son has to approve. Like, I just, I don't know if I yeah. want to, I don't know. You don't. No. You I have don't. no idea. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. No. But I do like being married. I do. Yeah. Is marriage hard work? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if anybody tell you it's not, they lying. Lying. <laughs> like Melissa Butler said, lying. They, lying. they are lying. <laughs> A little Detroit accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but that was yeah, funny. I don't okay. know. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. You exactly. made Hopefully it clear you, you didn't get married again. Yeah. Gia, you're no. open. You're not opposed or you're not like, let's go get married. And I just, I don't know. No. I said I was gonna marry rich. I used to like. I could definitely see that. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, if this don't work out, I ain't even marrying for love. I'm about to find somebody old and got money. That's what I need." <laughs> now I'm. <laughs> yeah, did you not hear my cry? <laughs> Look, the rich man is coming. The oh, rich man that's is coming. That is funny. He's trying to give you a little bit of time. That's all. (laughs) You're right. He wants me to heal. You're right. So is that is that how we would describe the dating scene for you, Gia? Like, what what does that (laughs) what does that look like? So there's a couple of things going on, and so I'm gonna always uh, self reflect first. I don't know how to date anymore, Mm -hmm. right? So let's say that I've been. You know, Trey and I married for almost seven years, but we were together for 15 years, mm. you know? So for the past 16 years, I dated, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know what it is. And then people are different. Um, so, oh, I think social security, look at me. <laughs> um, social media, um, broken homes, which was always a thing. Um I'm very big on part of mental illness comes from the stuff we put in our bodies. So all of the things that we're eating and drinking these days and smoking and whatever else, um, people generally are different. And I found a lot in dating. People don't even know how to connect. Like people don't even know how to have conversation. And I am a big, like, I like to talk. I want to get to know you. I want to ask those really deep questions that be like, oh, you're that type of person. Because you're deep, girl. I be trying to put people in boxes like, oh, he said, (laughs) I mean, he's over here. Um, But they, they, I have not found that a lot of men are able to um, communicate really well. Um, So I find myself falling into this comfortable trap right a lot of people use the word comfortable is where they want to be I don't want to be comfortable Mm -hmm. I want to be comfortable being uncomfortable 
-hmm. right? So put me in these situations where I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm forced to be a better person. I'm forced to challenge the way that I've always done things. And I think I have fallen into this comfort trap where I'm taking care of men that I'm dating um, mentally and emotionally because that's what I'm used to. I'm used to taking care of Troy. And so that feels natural for me. And I'm not quick to be like, oh, this doesn't work. This isn't what you want. You don't want to do what you've been doing. You know, it's time to do something different. And so, yeah, a lot, uh, some of, I won't say a lot, some of, cause I ain't, you know, I ain't dating everybody. <laughs> some of the men that I have dated, I found myself, I feel like I am the giver in that way, mm. in that way. I do have a person in my life who, for the first time, has given me a lot of emotional support. Um, but I feel like that's kind of where it stops. And so I haven't. I don't know if I found that well-rounded, perfect thing yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm also having to challenge that in myself. Like nothing is perfect, Gia. Mm -hmm. You know, like no man is going to be perfect. And I have to think back to how I started with Troy. Like the reason that you and Troy were able to get to this beautiful space is because we grew together. Right. You know, we met at 22. And I think dating at 22 and growing into your 30s is so much different than almost being 40 mm-hmm. and dating someone. You're, you have people with all of these different experiences and different walks of life that you're trying to uh, somehow bring together. And so it's just different. It's just it's really different. So I, I find myself having to pray very often. Mm-hmm. Like God, And when I don't have the answer, I have to tell myself, be still. Because I be quick to come. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not gonna call him anymore, or he just never called me. But I think that way because I also strongly believe that we are not here to be self-servant. Mm-hmm. So we are not here. I'm not here to be pleased a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the story is that I brought this person that you feel isn't the best thing for you and isn't well-rounded and isn't rich and don't look like this, and isn't all of these things that you're knocking, but it ain't about you. I brought this person in your life because there's something in you that I need you to give to him. Oh, wow. You know, and so that's where I'm trying to just be still and be like, God, how are you using me? You know, we pray all the time, God, use me. I'm yours. You know, I want to be your vessel. All of these things we say, but the truth is we're not ready for that. We're not ready to be led in the way that God wants to lead us. We want to do what we want to do. And so I'm trying to learn to sit back and say, God, if you're using me in this relationship, no matter how long it is, use me. I'll tell God, God, this ain't what I want. You know I want some more money. You know know I want the nice things. You know I want you. But God knows me. I got to tell him that. He knows that. So I just sit back and say, there must be something in me that you need me to give in this situation. And so allow me to give even though I feel like I've given enough. Um, but unfortunately, we don't get to say what enough is. So. Ooh. Yeah, you took us to church with that one. You you sure did. Uh, and what it really means to be a Christian. Uh-huh. Like, seriously. Sometimes we get lost in that. And for you to even, everything you've been through, and you're still one to be used, and you're still able to see that God is trying to, Use you to even fathom thinking that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Troy taught me that my relationship with Troy, because it was it was not easy. Mm -hmm. Um, Every every so often it would be this huge challenge, because if you've ever um, had friends or family members that battle depression, they it's up and down. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes they have these really low lows that can carry on. And so I spent a lot of our relationship, although madly in love with the man, mm-hmm. you know, having to take care. And sometimes when I didn't know what to do, so he taught me that that's what love is. Love is giving. I believe that love is more giving than receiving. And especially if you can find the gift in giving, right? Like I'm giving to you and it makes me feel good mm-hmm. because I'm seeing you happy. And that's why I think we had a really great marriage because that's what we did. I'm going to do what I need to do to make you happy. And he did what he needed to do to make me happy. Um, and so he taught me that. So that's something that I won't, um, that's one thing that I'm comfortable being comfortable with um, is always knowing that in relationships you give. You give. Wow. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. I know. It's the perspective for me. Right, it's the perspective. That's what it is. It is the perspective. You so, gotta be intentional about perspective because you could change it up. You know, yeah, like you can. That's, that's work too because there are so many different perspectives that you can. And you can have a negative perspective, right, with everything you've been through, but you're still being positive. Yeah, like that speaks volumes, mm-hmm. like so much. Okay, so with dating now, right? Do you have any guilt with dating? Um, so Troy used to always say to me, if I was ever not here, and I believe that that was always an option for Troy, mm-hmm. um, someone that lived with that type of illness and the way that he did, um, I don't think suicide was something that just popped into his mind one day. I think it's something that he's always thought about. Um, and so often he would say, if anything ever happened to me, I know you'll move on super quick. And I would always be like, no, I wouldn't. I would not. Like trying to convince him and myself that like, like what else? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so maybe there's a little bit of guilt in that to be like, dang, he was right. Um, because I think a couple of days after Troy passed, again, complete transparency here. One mm-hmm. of my best friends came to my house and she was sitting on my bed. And I was like, girl, who you know that's single? <laughs> and I think it was still not in full realization of what had happened Mm -hmm. and just, just reacting, you know, Mm -hmm. just, just being reactive and giving no thought to anything. But I've always been a relationship person. I was just about to say that that's like your, ever since I've known you, you've always been in relationship. So I think that's more of a safety net Mm -hmm. than versus like moving on. It's just like, that's where you're, I know you want to be uncomfortable, comfortably uncomfortable, but I think that's where your most faith is, is with, and you are, some people are relationship people and that's okay. Um, and so I don't think it was more like, okay, I'm just trying to move on. It's more like, that's where I feel safe. It is. And Troy did such a good job of taking care of you and providing and protecting you. You're just looking for that again. That's so it. don't that's be hard on yourself about that. I just think that's where your most faith is. Yeah. You said that. And I appreciate you saying that. Cause I think so many people want to weigh in on, when is the right time and how to do it. Um, and I think there's this negative connotation around being a relationship person and this mm-hmm. narrative around, you need to learn how to be with yourself. 
just because I prefer to be with someone does not mean that I'm uncomfortable being alone. Mm -hmm. The two don't, the two can coexist, right? Mm -hmm. I can be alone. I prefer not to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't want, I'll be, I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. It is a hard thing to go to bed every night by yourself and to have to replay the night of, right? Or the weeks leading up to. Or, you know, thinking future, like, what is my daughter going to walk in here and say one day? And how am I going to tell her the truth? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to be alone with that consistently. And that's how I survive. I, I incorporate people into my life that help distract me from that. Do I completely run away from it? No, I spend enough time alone to where I'm not being unhealthy about it. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to torture myself either and say, I need to sit in this room every night and have these thoughts and sit with them. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. And to those people who want to, um, cast judgment, like forget them. Like everybody has so many opinions until they're in that situation. Exactly. And then it's like, oh, I understand now. No, you should always be understanding. You should always have an open mind because you don't know what people are going through. And you don't know how you will handle it in that situation. So just as a culture, like we need to stop with the judgment stuff because I'm of how people raise their kids, what they feed their kids, how they feed them. Like, shut up. Donald. Right. So what? (laughs) Let people live their life. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what that mama is going through to feed their child McDonald's. If you don't want to feed your child McDonald's, that's your right. Mm -hmm. Your thing. That is your right. Mm -hmm. But the good Lord made McDonald's for those mamas. And he did. Who don't got time to cook. I ain't got it. (laughs) <laughs> it was invented for a reason. So everything is here for a reason. How you utilize that is your business. Mm-hmm. That's the Fact. part that I just, everybody has an opinion. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And it's like, just mind yours. Do that. Just mind yeah. yours. And I'm is this opinion helpful? I'm not saying you can't speak out on things, right? But is it helpful? Is it beneficial? Is it going to make a change? If it's not, keep it to yourself. I'm sorry. If it's negative, I don't want to hear it. And yeah, that's period. the opinion I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Open up your booth, though. If you want to weigh in, let's 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 talk about you too. Let's open yeah. up your booth and let's talk about what you got. Because I can on. tell you how you could do some yes. stuff a little differently. Let's reciprocate. <laughs> let's have a conversation. Right. <laughs> like let's talk yeah. about it. Um, yeah. So, Gia, <laughs> if we think about any dates you've been on, what has been okay. the best date and what has been the craziest date you've been on? Ooh. Mm. So craziest in a good way, though, because um, I haven't I really have not been on a lot of dates. Mm-hmm. Um, one, because I'm a I'm an open book. So I have found that I have to limit the interactions that I have because everybody shouldn't be privy to mm-hmm. my, the intimate parts of my life. And I'll find myself sharing it with the man on the street. <laughs> um so the limited amount of dates that I have had, the craziest good one was uh, this guy, super thoughtful, 
um, took me to what's it called? Like break room, damage room, whatever, where you go and you get to like throw bottles and plates and whatever else. Um, So, you know, he knows my story and he felt like, you know, I would benefit from getting some things out in that way. Um, So it was crazy because I would never do that. Um, And I also, I'm ghetto and bougie. What's the word? Bougie though. (laughs) I don't think like breaking stuff and selling stuff like, mm, mm, mm. I don't know why they didn't make me no prissy duck, Devin. Um, I don't know But anyways, probably the ghetto part of it. Um, So it was a little, I didn't really break a lot of stuff because I was like, he was like, what's your favorite music? And I was like, well, Drake and 2 Chainz. So (laughs) that's what was playing. And if I'm not at a concert drunk, you're really not going to get like live out of me. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't I wasn't quite drunk and I was just kind of there like what are we doing? <laughs> um but it was really thoughtful and I think I cried at the very end when I finally mm-hmm. smashed the champagne bottle and realized, oh I needed this. Mm-hmm. Um so that was crazy in a good way. Um what was the other one? Best date? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like that was a good one. Anybody wowed you? That I, was, that, yeah, that was thoughtful. I don't want to give him that much credit, though, because he got work to do as far as giving a best date. So should he listen to the podcast? Send it to him, girl. <laughs> Pressure is on, yeah, mister. Like, you might want to listen to this episode. Yeah, I have to fast forward to it. We'll give him a minute. To, he can do fast it. forward. And... Do it. Just to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for a great date. So I know it's coming. Um, I have go. a very high, high, high bar when I think about a great date. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've heard so those then breaking you, rooms are like very therapeutic. I'm actually yeah. interested in, yeah. in going to one. Well, of we should those. go. I think yeah. they have one. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they have, they have one in Atlanta. Here. I just mm-hmm. need to find Next it. Next time there, we're gonna go and we're gonna. There's a lot of black yeah. owned. And, uh, this one was black owned, so yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll it up. Okay, so anybody who's listening, right, mister, maybe it's you. Uh, So you're, okay, so you say you haven't been on a best date yet. So what is your dream ideal date if that, if since you haven't experienced a best date yet? Um, I think at this old age, you are uh, a best date. Uh, girl, and y'all got to, my nose ring came out. I want y'all to think like something is in my nose. Oh, no, you're Um, fine. I didn't even notice. We're mature, right? So the movies and dinner and drinks is is old. It's played at this point. Um, I would really like a, like, let's go to a different city. Mm. I mean, it doesn't have to be far. Like, I'm in Houston. Let's go to Dallas. Let's go to Austin real quick. It's a two-hour drive. Or San Antonio. I found this great restaurant, your favorite food. I love a good craft cocktail. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Nice bar. So let's go to dinner, bar, and then something romantic. I don't care whether it's like outside, under the stars, you know, all of that cliche stuff. Mm-hmm. Or if it's actually doing something, like we go and experience. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Dinner in the Dark. That's something I really mm-hmm. want to do. Where you're oh, yeah. They have one in Atlanta. I want to do that. Um, but I think getting away is always adds an extra element to a date. Um, and then just anything that takes into consideration who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I know she likes, I know she loves, I know she would want. And so you incorporate that. Um, and, and don't ask me anything. Just ask, just ask me to be there. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
That's it. I, I need a planner. Trey is a planner. Okay. Yeah, I keep going back to Trey. Y'all see, I ain't ready it's to do okay. it. Um, but yeah, I, I want it planned out. Just tell me what type of attire mm-hmm. and let's go. I love that. I love it. Showing yeah. up. Showing up. Yeah. Showing up. Okay. All right, mister. Well, I hope you're listening. And look, she laid it all out for you. She gave y'all the golden ticket. (laughs) Yes, that's the golden ticket. See, we made it easy for you, mister. Yeah. (laughs) And if you listen to the podcast, you already got one. There we go. There we go. There you go. There you go. So (sighs) get on it. There we go. So how did you get to where you are now, Gia? mm -hmm. Um, In... In relation to the healing journey, mm-hmm. just today, Whatever. where you at? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, motherhood, healing, date, anything. Whatever you want to talk about. So, I'm still in this space where Troy gets a whole lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Um, Troy got me here, right? I think Troy knew ahead of time this day was coming, and he did everything humanly possible here on Earth to prepare me. Um, so where I think my story is a little different. So when you ask what I would share with a woman that's gone through something like this or, or mm-hmm. similar, Troy walked me through his pain. I knew where he was the day before, where he was mentally before it happened, right? So wherein I never, ever thought that it was a possibility. But when it happened, I understood. So I wasn't in the, he didn't leave me in the dark. I wasn't sitting here like, oh my God, like what? Right? So I was actually healing during it all. So I share with people that when his dad passed, the depression took on a different, a different face. Like it was a depression that I had not seen in him before. And I literally fasted and prayed. I got off of social media. You could probably look on my Instagram and see where I came back and was like, I'm back from my hiatus. And then I think two weeks later, Troy passed away. But I had stepped away and I prayed and I was like, God, you know us. You know what we're battling. Fix it. You know, like we need peace. And my best friend said he he fixed it. And that's probably difficult for a lot of people to hear because you do not think about God fixing things in this way. Mm-hmm. But God, and I, I, I don't like to sound preachy, but I believe that God knows the day and the time. He already knows how we're leaving this earth. Mm-hmm. And God knew. And God doesn't want us to suffer. Troy was suffering. He was suffering in a way that nobody as good as he is and was should have to suffer. So that's part of the reason that I'm I'm here today or how I got to this place is because I know that, Mm -hmm. right? Troy showed me a love like I shared, like none other. I can't do nothing but be grateful about that. I know why he did what he did. I knew what he was up against. I don't have to question, I don't have to question why. That's not a question in my head. And I think that's one of the hardest things to face when you lose like this. Why would they do that? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't they tell me? I could have helped. 
I could have done something. I didn't have I didn't have any of those doubts or questions. Troy made sure of that. He knew that this was going to be painful. And so he wanted to remove as much of the pain as he could. And he did. Um, and so my healing is really for my children. I think that is going to hit me hard um, when it shows up. And like I said, I have to have a conversation about the truth. And I think just the ebbs and flows of grieving, yeah. you know, those days where I'm just literally yesterday having a good day. And then I wake up one day and I do not want to move like I cannot move. Um, but I'm here today on this podcast because God has been good to me. My village has been good to me. My parents, man, that's a whole nother. They deserve like five episodes. They do. Um, because they are amazing. Mm -hmm. If I, if I could tell you their story, I'll just tell you they relocated here and they are 10 minutes away from me. And that is not because life um, served them champagne and chocolate. It's because they were like, whatever she needs, we're going to show up. And so they have shown up. Girl, I don't have my kids on the weekend. Let's talk about that. Saturdays and Sundays, they ain't mine. <laughs> that is a blessing. So I'm able to have really great days because I can have this, I have the space and time to heal. I have the space and time to think, to talk, to process, to show up or not. Um, I've just got great people around me. I had a beautiful, beautiful man in my life. And God is always so, so faithful. Gosh, I love the way you honor your husband. Like, mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I absolutely adore that. Mm -hmm. Um and definitely, like, we got to get your parents on a podcast and just how they support uh, you. Thank you. Look, they, they are, <laughs> they when I say gold, they might, they might. You don't think my dad, not my dad would, absolutely. Yeah, when I absolutely. say golden, golden parents, <laughs> like parents of the century. And I'm so grateful that you have them. And that's a so, blessing. It really yeah. is. I couldn't ask for a better fit. I'll tell you that. Oh, girl. God bless They did that. They doing that. They are doing that. Yeah. So, Gia, baby. yes. Baby girl, on top of that. <laughs> you know how we get to it. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not fortunate enough to, like, I know you're girl, not baby girl, but you yeah. know. <laughs> so, what would you say your life motto is? Like, what do you go by every day? Um... I think it is get up and try, mm. get up and try. Um, I used to compliment Troy all the time and would tell him how strong I thought he was because to be able to, to battle what he battled mm -hmm. and get up every day and push and push and push. That shit was next level hard. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so again, a takeaway from him in our marriage, get up and try, get up and try. Do not let your mind talk you out of what you can and cannot do. And I'm not talking about these grand accomplishments, right? That we consider accomplishments. An accomplishment for me 
Girl, today I went to Walmart and I found 50 cent jump ropes to put in Arden's bag for her birthday, for her birthday party. And that was an accomplishment because they was on sale. Right. Okay? And I showed up at Walmart the right time, the right day. And it could have been a bad day for me. It could have been a day that I didn't want to push. And I would have missed them damn jump ropes. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and so I just think getting up and trying is an accomplishment, you know, um, because some people truly can't um, or, or it is a struggle. And we take some of the small privileges in life for granted. Um, and so no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what's going on, I'm always going to get up and try. <sighs> I know a lot Another of folks one. need that. And I do. Get up and try. Some days you just don't feel like it. And you have to tell yourself that. Yeah, absolutely. Gia, what's next in life for you? Um, I hope another great love. Um, I think in the immediate future is really being unapologetically myself. Mm. I think when you are a wife, there are certain things that I believe that you're responsible for. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is only defined by yourself and your spouse, right? And what you Mm -hmm. all create. And Troy and I both grew up similarly. So we were very much a wife behaves and carries herself this way. So my butt being out on Instagram, that would have never happened as a wife, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, being able to speak freely in certain rooms or a certain way probably would never happen as a wife because I'm honoring Troy now, but in his physical presence, I would honor him. So we're in a room together. I let him lead, you know, and I support what he's sharing or saying. And then he'd always kind of back up and be like, I need you on this one. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Gia would come through, you know, I'm here now. Like I got something to say. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of my friends are like, man, I'm glad you're back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I lost myself, it's that I was a wife and life was different. And some people don't understand that because there are certain things that they didn't sacrifice in mm-hmm. their marriages and not saying that they had to, again, to each his own. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things that I learned to be a little bit more subdued about so that mm-hmm. he could lead and he could shine in certain areas. And so now I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And so what's next for me is whatever the fuck I want to do, whatever the fuck, whoever the fuck I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I want to shake my ass on Instagram at 40, I'm going to, I ain't 40 y'all, but <laughs> Far from 30, it. at 37, I'm going to do that. If I want to wear the thong on the beach, I'm going to do that. Um, you know, if I want to date five minute one time respectfully, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Troy was very, uh, what's the word? Frugal. Frugal. Is that where you spend money recklessly or you're no, El Cheapo. I like to call them El Cheapo. Frugal. So I'm going to the restaurant and I want two appetizers, an entree, and two desserts. And I want several cocktails. I'm sitting at your table. Come on, girl. I, I, I got it. Not because I just got it. Right. Because I'm like, I worry enjoy about your life. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm going to enjoy this food that's in front of me mm-hmm. because I don't know what tomorrow holds. Right. And if I'm not here or I'm grieving another loss mm-hmm. or something tragic has happened, that damn fish was bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I am in that space. I'm going to do what I want, how I want, when I want. 
And then when life tells me I need to pull back a little bit, right? Structure, I'll do that. But right mm-hmm. now, it's it's living life in a very free way. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Minus them kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Gia. And I just love your yeah. spirit and your transparency. And you are an amazing woman. And I really admire you and everything that you've faced and have gotten through with a smile on your face. Um, so I hope mm-hmm. you know how loved you are and how appreciated mm-hmm. you are and just being open about your story. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So if we have anyone listening, um, we did want to highlight that October is uh, Depression Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And if you know anyone who may be struggling with depression or may think about um, committing suicide, um, there's a hotline now out and it's 988 and it's a suicide and crisis um, lifeline. So utilize that. Uh, we'll have that in our description box as well. Uh, for and send it out to your friends and family who maybe just gone through something. Sometimes, you know, they want to talk to people outside of anyone who may know them. So just use it as a resource and we can heal together as a community. And yes. so. September is Suicide Prevention Month. Yes, it, yes, September. Yes, it is. Um, so, and we had uh, <clears throat> Carla Giorgio on last week and she talked about her depression and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that and things she went through and how she overcame that. So, yes, let's just be more open, more transparent, more vulnerable, and let's stop casting judgment. Like, that's not our job. That's not our job. That's not what the Lord put us here for. So let's just support one another. Absolutely. Well, and be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, okay for sure. With being open. Okay. Well, you know, that was a heavy combo, so we need some drinks. <laughs> we need some mama juice. Yes. Uh, I don't know if y'all so saw friend. me a couple sips of my mama juice. Yeah. Kendra, you over there drinking without us? <laughs> I did. You didn't see me do one of these. <laughs> it's a little blurred out over there. Your background uh, is blurred yes. out today, so we to, didn't really see that. I know. I had to relocate my um, recording uh, studio. <laughs> my mom is in town, so I had to move out of where I typically record. But um, That's all right. Yes. Yeah, so, Mama Juice... It's mm-hmm. so good, y'all. And let me tell y'all this. I am not a tequila person. And I think I've shared mm-hmm. this several times before. But I learned that Gia loves tequila. So yeah. we had to curate a drink that spoke to, to Gia. And we yeah. titled this drink Choose Happiness. Because as you all can see, Gia has chose to be happy and embrace, mm-hmm. you know, what she's been through and where she's going. And when we made this drink, it's like, hmm, what makes us feel good and warm inside? Like, we're Mm -hmm. in the fall months, and I was like, tequila, what can I do with tequila? Because, like I said, I'm not a tequila drinker. But we came up with this really good drink, and I hope y'all like it, because if I say I like it and I'm not a tequila person, it's good. (laughs) Okay? So what it has is two ounces of tequila— And I'm going to suggest that you use a Respato or a Mezcal tequila. Those are my two suggestions. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I do like Mezcal. Um, Okay. 
<laughs> it has three quarters of an ounce of a brown sugar thyme and apple simple syrup. And okay. I made that simple syrup because when you think of fall, I think of apple, I think of brown sugar, I think of herbs, warm and cozy. Put all that together and made a simple syrup. And I'll tell y'all how I did that. Also added a half an ounce of fresh lemon juice. And I stirred it up with a nice solid ice cube. And I put a sprig of fresh thyme and a slice of apple on it. It's like mm. a tequila old fashioned, but it doesn't, okay. it's not as strong as it's good. It's really good. That sounds <laughs> it's really good. We'll get you all the deep. Yes. yes. And I'll make sure I put the instructions for how to make the simple syrup in the description box. But if you are a mama to be or you just don't like alcohol, that's fine. We have a mocktail version. And that has two ounces of spiced apple cider, a half an ounce of fresh lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce of that brown sugar, thyme, and apple simple syrup, and add your fresh sprig of thyme and apple slices. And that's the mocktail version of Choosing Happiness. Love it. It's so good. Love it. I didn't know you was a bartender. <sighs> I be She trying. is a cocktail specialist yeah. curator. It's really me and Jonathan. <laughs> Not a Jonathan actually like I came up with the idea of the simple syrup and like mm -hmm. using a fresh lemon juice but he's the one who measured it and was like maybe we should do this and do that so he helped love a lot it. with this drink nice I love the nest couch I've never I wasn't always a tequila person until uh, my friends pointed out that that vodka was really doing me nasty they were like you can drink tequila for days and be okay. And I have never had a hangover, like any type of vomiting, nothing with tequila. So now I kind of, it's got to be my drink because I need to drink. Mm -hmm. and so. You got to get a good tequila. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. why I did not like tequila because it wasn't, it wasn't a good tequila. It wasn't the right one. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can't get and be like we're good yeah see that was the yeah. that was the <laughs> and that patron i do not like patron mm -mm. they played us with that they mm -hmm. did in college, in college i did but yeah thinking it was top shelf <laughs> also not, shelf. 1942 let's be clear i'm, I'm not doing that either mm. y'all can call me low budget but i'm not doing it <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite tequila so I really like Diddy's uh, tequila. Uh, I heard good Diddy about Leon, that. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, and then I cannot think of the brand, but they make flavors. I'm a sweet liquor girl. Okay. Um, but there is a mango tequila. I'll have to figure out the name of it. Mm -hmm. But um, they make a mango, a passion fruit. Um, it's really good. So I'm still trying to up my game. I need to get my own bottle of mezcal. I have I do not have that at my personal bar. Mm. I only order it when I'm out. So I need to I incorporate like that. It's good. It's it good. a little bottle of something. <laughs> 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 okay, so now What's it's up? time for Mama's Corner. Yes. And this is my favorite part of the show because this is our way, if this is your first time listening to our podcast, this is our way for us to connect with our listeners. So you all have been doing great with sending us um, letters. And, you know, I checked the emails and see if we got anything for the week. And you guys have actually been overflowing our inboxes. 
So that's great for me because then I can kind of like pick out what questions I want to ask based on the guests that we have. Mm-hmm. And so I thought this one would be cool because um, with Gia, I'm pretty sure you have a lot of mama hats to get you like through the week, yeah. especially since you're, you know, solo now. So um, we'll give you a chance to kind of tell our mama uh, what you do on a daily and then we'll kind of chime in. Okay. So the note reads, Hey, Mama, hey. Oh, I love that. I love when y'all do that. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, um, hey. So I hope y'all are having a great day. Um, see, oh, oh, I see she did here. Okay, she made it rhyme. Hold on, I read that wrong. Hey, Mama, <laughs> hey. I hope y'all are having a great day. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> you gotta read it. Right. <laughs> see, I'm just reading. See, I'm working on my ramen skills. That was funny because we always trying to rap. Um, but anyway, <laughs> no, <laughs> I love it though. I knew y'all would appreciate that. Yeah, we did. Um, so I know y'all hear this a lot, but I'm loving this podcast. Keep it up, ladies. I'm a mom of two, boy and girl. I just wanted to know if y'all had any mama hacks that get you all through the day, just in general, because sis is struggling. Thanks. <laughs> We all struggling. Sis, you ain't alone, sis. (laughs) Oh, so so like mom hacks to get you. Yeah, whatever you do. I would say two things that I do religiously. Mm -hmm. One is like if the kids are at school and I'm on the way to something work related or wherever I'm going, I always take those moments in the car before I go anywhere into anywhere. I can take a moment to myself, Hmm. whatever I'm going to do, whether it's breathe, whether I'm checking social media, whether I'm shopping for something, I take a moment to myself, but I'm very intentional that I'm not shopping for nothing for them kids. (laughs) It's normally shopping something for me. Cause I think moms, we get trapped like Mm -hmm. this. We we forget about ourselves and it's like, Oh, I'm going to buy this for the kids and kids need this. And that's how we spend our time. No, that's my, it's me. And then the other mom hack is I am stepping, I'm a shopper. So I am stepping foot into a store. If we say five days a week, I'm in a store at least three. And I don't always have to buy something, but I'm going to take 30 minutes, an hour, and I'm going to walk through that store. Mm-hmm. It's something that I enjoy doing. The kids are not with me. And that's like, I you have to. I feel like you have to be intentional about creating time no matter how short it is just for you mm-hmm. so those are those are probably the two things I love, I love how you wrote it back to yourself too yeah, so that's really good because, because that i'm horrible with that mm-hmm. <sighs> i'm learning how to do that too um is be more intentional about caring for myself because like yep. you said you lose a lot of yourself when you have these kids because everything is centered around their needs their wants mm-hmm. Their mm-hmm. structure, which is something you also mentioned earlier in the in the interview. Um, and that would be my hack is having some structure and consistency where you can. And if mm-hmm. things don't always go as planned, it's OK. Right. Yeah. Um, but knowing that you have a solid foundation of a system or structure or pro- whatever you label it. That's my my hack. In addition to what you just mentioned, Gia, with just being intentional about caring for myself because mm-hmm. I can't care for y'all if I'm not taking care of myself either. Um, so yes, mama structure mm-hmm. and being intentional about caring for yourself and understanding your wants and needs as well. Intending I to love those both wants of those. and needs. 
That's really good. Thank y'all. Um, I guess I'll give one. Mm-hmm. So for me right now, my hack is setting timers. Like for the kids, like with transitions, it has worked magical. And we have an Alexa, and now they set their own timers. So Drew and Jay be like, Alexa, set a five minute timer. And I'm like, cool. And now they're even doing it with like sharing toys. Like they like Ooh, they fight okay. a lot over toys. But now they're becoming self aware. So Drew actually came up with this idea on his own. And he's like, Okay, I'm gonna tell Alexa to set a two minute timer. And when a timer goes off, Jay, you have to give me a toy. And they both responded to <laughs> oh, that. Wow. Without me or Jared doing we were like, we were looking at each other like, you see this? That's oh, we actually doing something right. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> because they fight so much, y'all. Like, and Gia, you probably can relate to this, but it's just like, I'm like, what, oh, who are we raising? <laughs> like, what is going on? Like, today I was talking to Kendra on the phone. I literally had to get off because Jay tackled Drew onto the concrete said, and I oh just knew oh my gosh Kendra, <laughs> I'm gonna call you back I'm like wait 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 I couldn't even ask what happened before she had already hung up I said well she'll call me back I just knew we were going to the hospital I was gonna have to reschedule <laughs> we was gonna have to reschedule with Gia tonight because <laughs> like, like these kids boy but seeing that I'm like okay so the timers are working you know it's an adjustment period it takes a while but we do it for the park. We do it right before bed, bath, dinner, anything. I'm setting that timer. Mm-hmm. And it just, uh, even when they have cool downs in their room, mm-hmm. when that when that timer go off, you can come out your room. And it's, it's just something that doesn't have to be explained at this point now. Mm-hmm. Now, for Drew, when we do, uh, excuse me, Jay, when we do cool downs, we count up to 100. But Drew is old enough to kind of realize, okay, when the timer goes off, exactly. I'm good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, set those timers, mama. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, they work for me. But anyway, okay, so Gia, how can the people find you on social? Um, so my Instagram is Amari Nicole. And I mean, I'm on Facebook, but I'm not on Facebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't share that. That's really my only uh, social media platform. I, I go on social media to check stuff. I'm mm-hmm. not a big poster. Maybe that will change now in, yeah. in a new phase, but social media is trash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in a whole <laughs> lot of ways. I think it is great for businesses mm-hmm. and marketing, and I think it is a great tool. Um, but it can also be a, a detriment. So I Damaging. really balance the amount of time I spend. So um, if you're really trying to get at me, get at me, okay? <laughs> For the men to listen out there. <laughs> so, the uh, men. You know, I would meet somebody in the local grocery store. It's been working out for me. Um, but yeah, that's my uh, Instagram, Amari. Okay. So, and it's okay for them to DM you if they have any questions Absolutely. or. Yeah. Okay. I'm here. I, I'm transparent. Um, you know, hopefully we're all in a point where we know those how to be tactful. Right. Um, so that's all that I would ask because I am from Polk County. And, right. Um, I, and if I, it's anybody's disrespectful, let Kendra and I know. <laughs> well, we got your back, girl. Yeah, you know, we got your back. Right. But I trust that everybody would be. There. Yes, absolutely. Ask me whatever you'd like. I'm here to help where I can. Yeah, this is definitely a space, a safe space. So we will hope our listeners out there will be respectful. So. Absolutely. Ken, how can they find us? 
They can find <laughs> so we too are mainly on Instagram, but we are trying to be more present on TikTok and Facebook. Um, but we are at the Real Mama Pod on those platforms. And if you are curious about what's going on in my world, you can follow me at Kendra Ferg underscore. And that's K-E-N-D-R-A-F-E-R-G underscore. Devin. And you can reach me at Dev Grace underscore D-E-B-G-R-A-C-E underscore. If you have a letter you want to write us, you can email us at mama at the com. If you want to check out our mama merch and our rich auntie merch, uh, check out our website, www dot the real mama pod dot com i think i had another w but no www dot the real mama pod dot com and just check us out if you want to learn more about me and ken um that's a good spot to start if you want to send some gifts to a mama friend or a rich auntie you know check out our merch yeah. but as always thanks for your support yes and be Have sure a good to night. like share and review oh yeah our episodes. Do that. please share this yes. episode with anyone please share it. who may need to listen to it and our or other may episodes. not it's helpful right yeah but it's just helpful information in general we need to start changing the narrative mm-hmm. so and send it to everybody and the norm because yeah. nothing is normal there's no such thing mm-hmm. so have a good night. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Home on another five.